Welcome, welcome again to another rendition of WTF Interviews. My name is Sir Royce Brialis, and I'm with my prestigious co-host, Dr. Raheem Young. How's it going, my brother? All is well, man. How things on your end? All is well, and well is all, as always. <laughs> I'm also pleased to announce it's been long awaited, long overdue. We got the Smoking Sisters on the line. Yes. Hey, hey y'all. Hey, y'all. <laughs> we are the Smoking Sisters. <laughs> How y'all doing? Good. We're doing pretty good. good. Just getting off work and winding down. That's all. Literally winding down. Winding this down. Is overdue. And yeah. winding down at the same time. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was the one I was talking about. There you go. <laughs> no D. Winding. All right, ladies, so first question I normally ask is uh, how many kids you got, what are the ages, and uh, what do you guys do for a living? I have a daughter. She is nine years old. She'll be 10 and uh, literally the week before Christmas. Pray for me. <clears throat> um, I'm, a, I'm a happy mom. I love being a mother, and um, what I do Honestly, what I did, I was a family and health advocate, but um, God told me to take a leap of faith. So I'm just letting God lead me. So right now I'm just um, trying to get my, what my purpose, I'm trying to learn what my purpose is so I can flourish and so I can use what God provided me to be the best me I can be. You know, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's motivational speaking. Right now we have the podcast and I also, um, we invested into the, um, the 360 video booth. So that's another stream of income we're working on. And we also MC or host events. And um, I DJ. And she DJ. Well, we'll get to that one. Right, it's not even my turn yet, but <laughs> yeah. So we, we working on a lot right now. And um, yeah, that's it. Well, I thought she was asleep, but I have a daughter. Her, she's two years old. Um, and right now what I do, I work for Wintrust Bank. I've always been in banks, like ever since I graduated college. I found out that that's like one of my things that I just, I love, it's a passion of mine. Um, but yeah, and I write, um, I do the Smoking Sisters. We do the uh, video 360 booth. Um, and then I also DJ, so. If you ever need me, we could we could come, <laughs> et, cetera, but, et cetera. And I love being a mom too. It is frustrating at times because she's only two, so she's real dependent right now. But um, versus like when I see Maddie, you will barely see Maddie all day unless she's hungry or she got to run to the bathroom or she's begging for one of her friends to come over. So I kind of envy Quita because Quita, you know, she get the chill. But I love being a mom. It's, it's so fun. It's so rewarding when you know that your child, like, just love you and they depend on you for everything. So, yeah. She she says chill. I just drove all the way to Summit to drop this girl off at the skating rink. And I was supposed to go uh, go back and get her. And she was like, are you coming straight back? I'm like, why? Now I got cute. I got cute and everything. I put my makeup on, put some clothes on. Usually I just throw on a t-shirt and some jogging pants. But I thought I should be cute tonight. Dropping off my kid at the skating rink. And now you got a reason. And now I had a reason. So I'm like, good thing I did get dressed. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> Being a mom to older kids is just as hard as the younger ones. They easy to please. You see, she 
She doing her own thing right now. Y'all can't see it, but she ain't bothering nobody. It's the big ones for me. Levels to it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll feel that way when I get a big one. I don't know. I mean, it's real. Oh, it's it's they can make their own noodles and shit. So. So can y'all talk about the name Smoking Sisters? Like, how did y'all come up with that? And um, like, what is it? Really? You want to go? Really? You can't tell okay. So <laughs> Everybody's smoking oh. in the video right now. Just but listen, okay, the obvious, the obvious part is, yeah. yeah. But um, we've always wanted to get into the venture of hookahs. Like, we wanted, you know, we still do, you know, that's that's something later on. Like mobile hookahs. Mobile hookahs for like parties mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that and events or whatever. So um, we've always wanted to do that. And then, uh, you know, we came together with two other young ladies, you know, and um, I actually just came up with the name out of my head because it's something we wanted to do. And, you know, it was just more so like, yo, we can surround it around hookah smoking. Just that's what we do because we don't see that. Like we see people drinking, mm-hmm. we see people smoking blunts, but we have yet to see people, you know, to smoke hookah, you know, have that surrounded. Like when your guests come, they got to smoke hookah mm-hmm. or whatever like that. And of course, drink. So, and then, you know, we sisters. So right. that is, it's, it's hard to explain. It's just, we smoke and we sisters. Yeah. And, it, and honestly, it just happened. It was like, since we do this anyway, like when we first started, um, we've been living together since 2018. Yeah. Since 2018, we've been living together. Pray for us. But we've been living <laughs> together since 2018. And um, we was doing this anyway. Mm-hmm. Like we both are goofy. We both like talking about just real life stuff. So we decided that, hell, why not? Let's just go with the flow. Let's just let's just do it. We literally stepped out on faith, y'all. Like we were having meetings and and doing all of this. Like this was the business for for us. This was something that we felt was like an outlet, but now it means a lot more than that. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know. I'm just excited for the future and what Smoke Sisters has um, in store for the world and what the world has in store for us. Amen. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for y'all because, uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing I felt about uh, podcasting on our side. Like, we're able to connect to a bigger audience just from uh, using our platform, my audience. And uh, I think we can uh, really make an impact just from sharing our stories and uh, having other people join and share their stories. Everybody that jumps on your podcast, they got a network too. You know what I'm saying? Yep. They got people that connect with them. So, yep, it's, yep. it's a great way to, uh, you know, get out there. For sure. And I know I know the smoking sisters going around. Like I'm on this dating app, BLK. <laughs> but somebody <laughs> randomly was like, you look familiar. Um, you look like one of the smoking sisters. I'm like, you know, he, that's uh-huh. his, what's that? His pickup line. His pickup line. But um, no, he was like, you look familiar. And, he, and I'm like, yeah, I am the smoking sisters. He was like, um, he was like, that's crazy because, you know, I subscribe to y'all. I'm, you know, I'm in tune with y'all and I love what y'all doing. And it was, it just made me feel, you know, really good and sad because yeah. somebody out there watching us, y'all, like, yeah. not yeah. just people that we think are 
you know, like our, like friends, our friends and family, yeah. but it's it's reaching further than that because you will never see a pair like the Smoker Sisters. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> let, me, let me ask y'all, since you brought up like the topic of uh, like the dating aspect and everything, and this is a, a podcast based around fatherhood. So what like attributes from your own father do you look for in a partner and the guy that you're going to uh, mess with? Hardworking, period. Okay. When I was provider, provider, there you go, provider and hardworking. At first, I didn't understand. And it was just my mom was just always there. My mom was the one that always, you know, guided us. And, you know, we used to be able to come to her um, about anything. You feel me? But it took for us to lose our mom for me to really understand my dad's purpose in my life. Cause I thought, okay, well, all he do is work. He don't really care about us. He don't really know us, but it's a lie. If I text my daddy now and be like, dad, he gonna ask me what I want, which, yep. what you want. <laughs> but um, definitely a provider. And it's more than just providing, you know, money all the time. It's, it's more mm -hmm. than just money. He provide love. You know, he he provide that uh, father, you know, that father figure for my child. And definitely, you know, we quit a child, too, for both our kids, you know. So definitely a provider, somebody that, you know, would take my kid on with love. That's mm -hmm. that's most important for me, you know, with love as a daughter, not any other type of way. But um, what else? You got anything here? Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna piggyback off what she said. I, I totally agree. You know, my mom was, you know, she was a go-to person because my dad was always at work. Even though my mom, full-time mom, full-time all of that, full-time uh, worker and everything, you know, employee, she did all of it. But my dad, them days, my mama was at work and my mm -hmm. daddy was there. He had stuff yeah. on point. Hair. Yeah. Drop off for school. <laughs> One of us calling in, you know, from school, just just things like that, because I'm a mom, me personally, I'm a mom now. So it's it's different things that I'm looking for now. I'm just not looking for, you know, if you tall and you got nice shoes and stuff, although that might be a plus, but I'm looking for more of, you know, how family oriented are you? Right. Because there's a lot of people with kids that ain't family oriented. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then knowing that you know, we have that security, even as, you know, adult women. Yeah. We still have that security for my dad. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, we're doing this by ourselves. We out here working hard. We out here trying to, you know, actually make a name for ourselves and something we can pass on to our kids. Because a lot of us in this generation that we were born in, mm -hmm. we don't have a legacy. We don't have, you know, something that we can just be like, okay, well, my mom and daddy passes down to me, so more than likely I'm gonna pass it down to my child. Okay. So I'm feeling like our parents set, especially our dad. He set he set a capstone mm -hmm. for how we want our household to be household to be led. Sorry, y'all. Mm -hmm. How our household should be led, and that's what I'm looking for. Like I never knew exactly what I wanted. Like Illy said, like Tom, you know, the the outer qualities, but the inner qualities, because I watched my dad do some amazing things, you know, around the time my mom was leaving. And the definition of for better or worse 
was my mama and daddy. Like my dad, like he stepped up. Yeah. This if if anybody know my daddy, he ain't taking our work for nothing. Mm -hmm. He took our work. He said he's still to this day. Fuck the job. <laughs> Fuck it. They gonna give me two points. Fuck them. I ain't coming in. But 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 yeah, you know, just just being loving, a provider. You know, um, I don't know about a lot of women, you know, out here in this new day and age, but. I still go based off of them old school, you know, qualities. Yeah, I'll take care of the home. We can piggyback on the home. Make sure you take that garbage out. Make sure you clean up behind yourself in, in the bathroom for sure. But I'll cook, you know, I'll take care of the kids, you know, and, and that way I'll be there for the kids. And yeah, I'll work because I can never not see myself working. I can't, I cannot be a housewife. Like, I just can't. But um, yeah, and he had to be highly ambitious. One thing that, another thing that taught me with my dad was he depended on a job. I don't want my, my significant other, my husband to be like, well, you know, I can't do this. I can't go to my kid's game because I'm gonna get points taken off. No, I'm gonna, I want him to be like, let me call my assistant or let me, you know, something like that so that he can reschedule some things around that way I can spend time with my kids. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things, you know, we missed, he was at, you know, certain things, but it's a lot of things he missed because, um, yeah, he had to work. So it's a, it's a, you know, eh, 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 situation. So yeah. you kind of answered my next question. Like what things wouldn't you want from your significant other, like, uh, that your dad had as far as like, uh, you know, those traits that, uh, he, he had that uh, you don't want in your in your mate. Like uh, kind of answered that already in that in that in that last. Ain't day. done. I can I can we can answer. I ain't done. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> but um, my dad, I understand he was frugal for a reason. Um, cheap for those in the back. <laughs> I understand he was frugal for a reason, but um. He had some very selfish traits. And I say had because this was pre my mom passing. Now he kind of don't have a choice. And we have to remind him that all the time. Like you don't have a choice. But he he had some really like selfish traits. Um, you know, I saw a lot of things me growing up and my dad that I would never want to see a man do, you know, um, to keep real you know, substance abuse. I would never want that. Yeah, you smoke weed, cool. Yeah, you drink. But if that's something that's becoming a problem all day, you know, every day, and then you, you know, at least other things, I would not, I don't want that, you know. Um, I want somebody that can communicate with me. Like, I want to be able to definitely communicate. I don't like you know, when we mad at each other, you going on Facebook and you saying, fuck these bitches and stuff like that. I can curse, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Thank you, like, <laughs> growing up, um, growing up conversation here. But look, not saying my daddy do all. He ain't no, no not like, not yeah. like that. But I'm just, he, he has, you know, in the past, I've experienced growing up, him and my mama get mad, and he'll shut her out or he'll leave, and you know they'll not talk. They always, of course, talk back together because they've been together, they've been together their whole lives. But I never want you know, my husband or significant other to leave. And I never want him to, you know, have that man like, fuck you. Cause you know, 
I have, and my daddy's a great man, don't get me wrong, but I have seen my dad like, fuck y'all, as in the kids too, all of us, and have that mentality. And that's something that me personally, like, no. That's why I say you got to be real family oriented. You got to come from a good family. You got to be close to your own damn family because, you know, if you're not, then we probably won't work, you know? That's a technical foul. It is a technical foul, for real. (laughs) But uh, what about you, Q? Um, I kind of share the same thing, even though, you know, I'm a few years older than Illy. You know, I have experienced, you know, a different different side of my dad. And um, I can honestly say, I, I would rather not go into it, <clears throat> but I can honestly say, you know, the communication is amazing with me and my dad now. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And that's one trait that he did not have with me per se. You know, mm-hmm. I'm only speaking for myself. It was a lack of communication. Even, even now, I'm still trying to work on communicating. It's not awkward anymore. It's like, get on the phone. He's going to talk about bills. He's going to ask for this. He's going to ask for that. Now, no, is he want to see how the girl's doing. He want to mm-hmm. see how the kid's doing. And we can literally converse because now we have something in common. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. now it's not like, well, I got to go to sleep. I got to get off of work. It's, you know, what y'all cooking, what y'all doing, or, you know what I'm saying? So I just think it was just a communication with my dad. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that was one really, really big thing that I thought, you know, lacked was communication mm-hmm. because dealing with, you know, men and stuff growing up, I didn't have my dad to tell me, all oh, that nigga ain't no good for you. I had to figure that shit out on my own. And I got a big brother, yeah. you know? It was like, mm-hmm. I had to figure shit out on my own, mm-hmm. you know? And that's one quality I just... I, I don't want my significant other to just allow our child or our children or, you know, cause I'm bringing a child into the relationship. I would hate that you don't give that child that guidance that they need because you've experienced, you know what the hell these men out here doing. If you don't have that to give and to pass on, like that's a technical foul. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna see a future with you because if had I had that, Growing up, maybe I wouldn't have had a child out of wedlock. I love my daughter. I thank God for her. Mm-hmm. But it's so difficult being a single mom because I didn't, I didn't have that, that male figure to tell me, you need to make sure that nigga got a condom. You need to be on birth control. You need, uh, what he say he gonna do this? Oh, he said he love you. Oh, no, nah, that nigga don't love you. Is yeah. he doing what your daddy doing? Right. No, he not. Right. So. Stop letting them play play you. You know what I'm saying? Stop letting them feed shit to you. So that's where it comes in as far as like communication and, and just reassuring your child that you got their back 100%. Right? Yeah. That's that's very important for me because I'm doing it all by myself. Like I'm the mama and daddy, damn it. Because I'd be like, oh, baby, come cuddle. No, suck it up. <laughs> so I have to switch roles, you know? My voice <laughs> get high and then it get a little deep. <laughs> Period. But yeah. Did that answer your question? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so what um you talked about, Quiddy, you talked about um like communication or communicating with your dad. Like 
Well, how do you communicate? Like, what's your communication style? And it's for both of y'all. Ooh. How do I communicate? Mm-hmm. I think it'd be better if we tell them, if we tell each, how each other communicate, because we're not going to tell the truth. <laughs> no, I'm going to tell the truth. Okay, go ahead. No, tell me how I communicate. You communicate more now, but before a lot of this happened, she would like, even like we're going on dates and this, this is very recent that she stopped doing this, like going on dates and like giving guys a chance. It's just like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't want to go out with him or I, I can't go out with him. I got a whole daughter, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. And I just be like, what did you tell him? <laughs> you know, just, just that for real, that type of communication or like when you used to braid hair, and it's just like, you know, I can't, I ain't got time to do this, so I got to take that, da, 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 or I don't feel like doing it. What did you tell them? Okay. And I think that was, that was one of the things, because yeah, you expressed it, so but, you, but not to that Right. Because I don't like um, being a disappointment. You know what I'm saying? I don't like telling people I'm going to do something for them, because in my mind, instead of me thinking like, okay, cool, to put yourself first, see if you got the time, see if you feel up to it automatically like oh this person needs me so mm-hmm. yes i'll do it and then when it comes down to it it's just like uh i gotta you know, take maddie this I, I gotta do maddie here and it literally like, takes me two to three hours to do my daughter's hair and that's just combing it out and straightening it or if i'm washing it and blow drying it and straightening it and i just feel like i take on too much and i just don't know how to let people down so i wear myself out with just going ahead and just doing it so thank you for acknowledging that. <laughs> but I mean, her communication, she don't like nobody speaking over her. Nobody. I can just be expressing myself because I'm learning to tell people how I feel. Because that's one thing my mama told me. She said, hey, you need to start telling people how you feel. Stop harboring it. Mm-hmm. Because once you keep harboring it, you're going to blow up at this person. So now, so now it's just like, um, if she says something to me and I don't agree with it, I'm going to voice how I feel. You know what I'm saying? But her, she like, okay, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. She quick to shut you down because it's like, you know, she's, I, I think she feels like she's being like, uh, I don't even know the word. So, because I'm the big sister and it just makes, like I'm being a mom or I'm being a parent. Or no. she, that's how she look at me. But she she's very quick. Don't cut me off because I ain't cut you off. Um, she's very quick to just be like, okay, I get it. I get it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But if you're not actually listening to me, you're going to do that shit again. Because you you only was thinking like, I don't want to hear this shit. You know, you put me in a, a situation. You put me in a place where I feel, you know, attacked. Mm-hmm. And that's just me personally. Like, I never sought out to attack my sister. Never. But I know when my mama left this earth, she left me being a big sister. You know, being that that head honcho. Believe it or not. But (laughs) with communication, with communication outside of that, um, I think I'm I'm very good with telling how I feel. Yes. I don't have an issue with telling how I feel or telling me like it is. I've just always been like that. That's probably one of the traits I've gotten from my mom. Yeah. Uh, I think I got one of my traits from my mom as far as communication, and she got it from my dad. Yeah. Um, but 
Yeah. Yeah, you you definitely got that from mommy. Because you are very expressive. Yeah. Very expressive, but on when it's when it's a receptive part, you need to work on your receptive skills. <laughs> So speaking of uh, speaking I'm of just, being, <laughs> no, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Now being just being receptive. Yeah, you know, that's that's a part of the communication. I ain't struggled through that communications class for nothing. That damn it, I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> but now it's just like you have to receive what somebody is telling you, regardless of how you might think that all oh, this person is attacking me. But if you know me, we we sisters, we live together. You know damn well I'm not attacking you. I just want to be able to have a voice. You know what I'm saying? I want to have a voice. But I don't want to be shut down every time, you know, I feel a certain type of way. Are we talking about in a relationship standpoint or us? Uh, it could be in general. Okay. Or, or in a relationship. This okay. is, this is, this is sistership. This is a relationship. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, I think, you know, as much as I be like, uh, you know, we need to separate. But I think we did this the right way because now we like, okay, you know, this is not what I'm going to accept. And we, we actually learning from each other on how to communicate and how to, what I tell the kids when I was working with the kids. And when I tell these kids, use your words. That is very important because ain't nobody no mad readers unless you're a damn psychic. And I ain't there yet. I got a few intuitive uh, abilities, but I ain't no psychic and I'm not going to read your mind. So you have to communicate that. Yeah. However you communicate, if you you want to yell a little bit, okay, that's how you communicate. Yeah, and I'm just you know hear what I think is is said because some people just are very loud or they yell, but what they say to be meaningful. You know, some people are just very meaningful when they they speak, and it's not to be angry or anything. It's just like shit. I want you to know I mean it. I can say I, I communicate. So with with that, you know, we did, I said the sisterhood. Well, we just said the sisterhood part. But as far as like relationships, like I'm very, I'm very standard on what I want, and I think a, a lot of things that kind of like kind of kind of push people away because I don't want to. If you say, "Come on, let's chill at my crib," I'm gonna more than likely tell you no. I want to go out to dinner, or should I even accept a eight dollar wine tasting? Yeah. But I'm I don't want to chill at your crib. I don't want you coming to my crib. I don't want to do that. And I'm gonna express that. I'm not gonna leave you on red. I'm not gonna ignore you. I'm not gonna play around with it and play with your head. So the moral of the story with me is I'm gonna be very direct. Like my mm -hmm. my communication is very direct. If you mm -hmm. make me mad, you will know. You will know. And if I ain't tell you, you probably ain't make me mad. Or it's probably her, some her I facial sleep expressions off. and her actions gonna speak louder than the fucking words. <laughs> Period. <laughs> but enough about that. Let's move on. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of communication and uh, relationships, what do you guys? What are your relationships like with your your kids' father? <laughs> Fathers. I go, go first. Um, I'm gonna be very honest. It's like I have a second child and he has other kids i only knew about two because that was my that was my best friend like that still is my best friend because when he come around we're we even though I, no matter how pissed off you make me we're inseparable that's my best friend right back but okay 
But um, it's like I have a second child. I feel like I have to tell him when my child needs this, you know, what he needs to do and just things like that. So the relationship is good on the communication is good on my side, but I'm put I push him to communicate. Like I'll ask him something as far as can y'all hear that fan in the back? Here, Quiddy, here's a whole fan right here. Just put it in front of you. That's why I put it right here. Okay. It's quiet. But um I feel like I shouldn't have to tell him certain things. And it's like when I do. I don't want to, I don't want to hear, let me see, or I got you, you know, when, when you tell me I got you, that means I need it done ASAP because I'm a prideful woman. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to come to you unless I really need something. And that's even with my child's dad. So if I tell you I need something, like don't wait until I tell you Thursday, you wait until Saturday or Sunday to finally, to finally get it. And that's my thing. So I, I don't think it's a communication error with my side, but it's definitely a communication error with his side. And that's what pisses me off. Because if you have things going on in your life or you have situations, I understand we're not together, but as your child's mother, I feel like you owe me to communicate. What you, what, what you got going on, why you can't come see your child or why you have to cancel with your child. Don't just tell me I'll make it up to and I'll explain later. Never like never explain with the communication with my child's dad. <laughs> wow, Quita. <laughs> did it slip out? You did. <laughs> but but don't don't my thing is communication and the fact that I talk to him. <laughs> all the time about just communicating. Like, I don't have to go zero to 100 as long as you communicate and let me know what's going on. Because at the end of the day, that was that was my best friend. So I know him, you know, I know his situations. I know he's, you know, a little irresponsible with certain things, but I just need more communication. I just feel like now that we have a child together, he communicates less and that's what pisses me off. He only really communicate, and this is to be very honest, about certain things is when she's around, when we have a mediator. But when it's just like texting back and forth and he doesn't really communicate at all about shit. What so, should be, what should what, be. What should be, yeah. So that's mine. Like I said earlier, I'm mom and dad. There is no relationship there is no one that exists at this moment in time. So I'm, I'm, I'm a very big stickler on dating now, you know, like I've, I've, I've been, you know, in a dating scene for, for a long time now. Like, you know, you talk to people and you want to get to know them and you try to get to know them, but it never goes past just trying to get to know them. Mm-hmm. That's the stage I've been in since I've been a mother. And I'm okay with that. You know, she's nine now. And I think I've done a, a hell of a job along with, you know, my my support system. My family has held me down this entire time, even when I went away to school, whether I'm working, you know, all of that, you know. So um, I don't have a... A father in my child's life right now, you know. So 
And I'm I'm okay with that because I know God making making somebody up there special for us. So I'm I'm very patient. He yeah. already made. He already made. He's already here. Come on now. Yeah, you gotta start communicating. I do have to start communicating, and I want to piggyback off of that as well. Like, like I said, I'm I'm not a um, I don't like hurting people's feelings. You know, I just be like, oh my god, they they keep calling, they keep calling, they keep, you know, ever since she pinpointed that out, like you need to communicate this, you need to tell them, because I don't want to feel like that one particular person is my last resort. So I'm not gonna hurt their feelings, and that's a that's a trait that. I do not want to have or to even pass down to my child because if it, if it's like a puzzle group, if that motherfucker don't fit, try another one, you know? So I just don't want to continue to keep dating these people that don't have a future for themselves or even a future in my life. You know, even after we've been talking for a year, they, they feel like, you know, like I don't never have no bad rapport with, it's only been one that I've had a bad relationship and we don't keep in contact, but I still keep in contact with majority of, you know, the, the men I've it. talked to or mm -hmm. whatever, and we still kind of kick it or whatever, or whatever, you know, the case may be. But, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of overwhelmed with just that because I know my worth, you know, I've been learning my worth for a long motherfucking time. And it's just like, okay, you know, how long, how many years am I gonna keep wasting my time? But in all actuality, I'm actually not wasting my time. I'm still learning exactly what, what I want and what I need, you know, because I am raising the queen, you know? So I have to make sure that, you know, she got somebody to look up to and somebody that's gonna, she not look at her as a stepchild, so. I hear that. So sad, sister. Yeah, that's dope. What, um, what has the experience of being a single mother taught you about yourself? Yeah, I'll go first. <laughs> Since you've been doing it longer than I have. Got it. Um, <laughs> I, I, since having my daughter, she gave me a lot of drive. Wait, repeat that question again. I'm drinking wine. I repeat it again so I can it. <laughs> No, I said, what has the experience of being a single a single mother taught you about yourself? Um, resilience. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people just, oh, the resilience word. Like I read something the other day about, you know, stop using the word resilience. But like for real, like resilience, you know how a, bubble, a rubber band snap back? You can stretch it, you can stretch it. Stretch it until it can't stretch no more. But guess what? It's going to snap back, back, you know? So I, I look at my child Tommy resilience and she taught me drag. Like mm -hmm. after I had her, I worked at McDonald's when I was in high school, you know, I was in college and, and being 23, having a daughter, I'm just like, I don't have my degree yet. And that was something that I've always, that was a goal I always wanted to reach. And when I worked at McDonald's, 2012, going into 2013, I just knew like my worth was, was bigger than this. Mm -hmm. And so she just taught me, you know, how to just keep it moving, you know, to want better, to do better. You know, had I, had I not had her, I don't think I even would have got back in school to even reach that point of getting my degree. Like I couldn't even see myself graduating. 
you know how you can see yourself? Oh, I can see myself, you know, finishing this. I, could, I did it. Even the night before, I'm just like, I was in awe because I'm like, ain't no way, boy. <laughs> I made it, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And it was all because of my daughter. It was because I had some little person looking up to me, yeah. you know? And shit, that's what being a single mom is about. You know, I know a lot of women don't have, you know, the the strength or the exact traits, but just being a, a single mom in itself is is very overwhelming, mm -hmm. but it's rewarding because you're doing all of this by yourself and you making shit happen. Like, can't nobody say shit to me. I'm, I'm straight, seriously. Nobody can say anything to me that's gonna make me feel less than because I know my worth and I know my worth as a mom, I should say that. Mm -hmm. My worth as a mom, I know I've come a long way being a mother. Mm -hmm. And shit, it was like God prepared me already to be somebody's mom. Like for real, that's my little homie. <laughs> yeah. um, with me, I can say that it taught me, I'm gonna be very honest, being a mom taught me how irresponsible I used to be. Mm. I was very, as far as money-wise, I was very irresponsible. And, you know, she was a surprise for me. So um, I was in the prime, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I was 26, I was, I was in the prime of my life. So, you know, mm. I was so used to get my hair did, nails did, everything did every week, you know, popping bottles and you know um I didn't really have to save because I didn't have no other I was staying at home with my mom and my dad so it's just like if I don't have it you know I know that my mom and my dad got me or one of my big sister and my one of my big brothers got me um yeah one of my big brothers fuck it. Mm -hmm. but um it taught me that I was once upon a time real irresponsible um I didn't really too much care about like jobs or, you know, keeping income or whatever like that. Um, and having a child taught me that I had to learn patience. Mm. I had to learn patience real bad. Still learning, baby. Still learning. We all are. This girl is a firecracker. We <laughs> all are. Who, Keegan? Yeah. So she's really working with my patients. And that's one thing, that's the only thing I can say, honestly. She taught me how to be responsible mm -hmm. and patient. And that's one thing, you know, anybody that don't have a kid, you probably just not that, no matter how old you are. So that's one thing I learned about myself, so. That's great. So uh, what would you say is uh, some of the best advice you ever got from, uh, from your dad? <laughs> Honestly, the one of the best things that my dad, and it's about to be funny, but it's 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 facts. Everything was that's too easy, boss. Everything. 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 Like solving problems, putting shit together, or you know, just whatever. I feel like that mentality he has, he passed it down to us. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Like, that's too easy. If I can't, you know, I can't figure it out, I'm going to find a way to figure it out. And I think that as far as motherhood or the days when I'm broke, I always figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what, he didn't say it per se, that's what he meant. But I know that's what he meant. Like, that's too easy. Yeah. 
You feel me? Like life, life is not as hard as everybody make it seems. And that's one thing that I can say that he taught me. And then other than just working hard, working hard, that's it. Whether you sick, whether you don't feel like it, you got to work hard. You got to work. Why? Because you have to provide. And at this moment in life, we have to provide. So ain't no sitting around chilling. Ain't no popping bottles every weekend, getting sections and shit like that. We have to provide. So that's one thing that he taught us. And he also, another for me, I do apologize. He taught me that name brand, you can have however much money you, you want in a bank, but name brand is not important. Certain things are just not important. My daddy still has a six plus. <laughs> he still wearing shoes hey. that he didn't have this, for over ahead. 10 years. That's my can he afford to get, you know, these new things? Yes, he yeah. can. But his mindset is, it don't matter. Who am I trying to impress? And that's another thing. That's how I am. Because I go on Walmart or Target and find a cute-ass shirt. It'll be for like $5, especially if it's on sale. I definitely love it. And it's just like, that's that's me. And that's definitely cute, you know? So you can go ahead and pick it back yeah. up. That. I, I get a lot of those traits from my daddy. Like, this man literally put on some shoes he had in 1970 and and walk straight through the straight after motherfuckers. Who <laughs> say uh mommy visitation? Right? Mom visitation like, oh, he was Lord. on his feet for like 30 minutes at, at the most. <laughs> he sat down the rest of it because he decided to put on some shoes. He got back in 1990 something. And his feet was hurting. He was walking like he should have had crutches, okay? And I think that's one trait I got from my daddy. Like, you can reuse this shit. <laughs> but it's a time frame. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. You can reuse, you can save it, but it's a time frame on it. Yeah. And another major thing he has taught me that a lot of people need just, they need uh, consultants and all of that. Just saving. Money management. Yes. Money management is like, wow. Yes. Ain't got it. Man, I, I don't know how I do it. And I know it's because of my dad, because that's how he been. But he ain't never, like, sat down with me, like, you need to do this, you need to do that. So I ain't going to necessarily say, like, this is what he taught me. But just sitting back and just watching, that man can manage the hell out of some money now. Yeah. He can make a way out of nowhere. Like, so that's that's one trait that I thank God my dad has gotten me to. Like, it, it took a whole lot of me. To not even like I finally, you know, I've always worked in my field, but I finally got a job that was paying me decent enough, you know, or whatever. And my dad was kind of salty because I I'm not there anymore, but it was it was a sacrifice. Is it gonna be my mental health and my physical health? Or was it gonna be me uh having money? What that don't even make sense, but yeah, of course I'm gonna have money, but what what am I risking? I'm risking my mental health. I'm risking, you know, my livelihood for a job. If I die today, they're going to be like, shit, your job on indeed the next day. The next day. You know what I'm saying? So that's something that, yeah, I learned that from my daddy because my daddy was all about work, 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 work. And I'm learning, I'm like, 
we gonna work and then we gonna get his age and be like, damn, I ain't never been to, shit, we went to Jamaica, I'm 33. We went to Jamaica, my daddy ain't never been out the country, okay? Canada, but he been to Canada, but it's it we ain't need no passports for that. Yeah, it was it was it was we went straight through that bitch yeah. and we had a trunk full of liquor. My daddy and I was young, so he told them they had no liquor in the trunk, but they did here and there. Sorry, daddy. <laughs> Statue of limitations, you know what I'm saying? We all good. <laughs> but when, when, when he ain't but, no <laughs> <laughs> but still in all it's just like you know, you can save all the hell you want. But when you leave this earth, did you enjoy what you say? Exactly. Did you invest in something that you wanted? Right. Did you live with that money? Probably not. And that's that's one thing I gained from my dad. I'm like, uh-uh. It's going to be in my savings. Yeah, I'm going to save for something. But I want to still live my life. And, and my mother has taught me that. Like, tomorrow is not promised at all. And that's one thing my dad is finally realizing that it's not promised. This money ain't going nowhere, you know? So yeah, definitely just living life. Living life and knowing that shit. Life goes on. It definitely goes on. It is not gonna stop for you. It's not gonna stop for your savings. It's not going to stop for that job that you've been holding down for 20 plus years. It's not going to stop. Mm-hmm. No, I ain't going to lie. At first, it was just like, dang, it's an accomplishment. He been on the job like longer than I've even been alive. And I'm 29 now. Like at first, like, you know, cool. But it's just like now in this day and age, it's just like that is with me. It's just not enough for me. It's not like I get it, the seniority and stuff like that. But it's, it's just not enough for me anymore. And I don't want to be that. Like I said earlier, I don't want to be that type that, you know, when my kid got something important going on, like a graduation or, you know, their birthday or anything like that. I don't want to be like, well, I got to work. No, I'm going to put this in my calendar. If, you know, if 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 possible, you know, I'm going to just tell Muzz, like, I can't do it in do no interview this day, or I'm not performing this day, or my performance is going to be around, you know, my child, just, just stuff like that. Like, I don't want to be that type of parent, you feel me, that can't make it for their child. Yeah. And my daddy was one of those things, so that's the attribute that I never want to have. But, yeah. yeah. Did that answer your question? <laughs> yeah, it did. Okay. You know, I want to, um, you know, I follow y'all, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, recently y'all had an uh, episode. It was two episodes. Um, we all talking about co-parenting. Oh, Lord. So, <laughs> so can, um, I guess, can you, can you talk about like what was your intent with for that show? And just, uh, just talk about the show in general. So yeah. my intention... <laughs> Yes, baby. I'm sorry, y'all. I got yeah, interruption. Give me one moment. I told you to go yeah, get all, Babies are welcome, too. So okay, but um, let her talk. I'm going to go get a shirt. Okay, thank you. We out here. We record. But um, <laughs> this is how recordings always is. Always. We got to stop because it's her more than likely. But um, 
our intent was to just get a, a female aspect and a male aspect of co-parenting somebody that has multiple kids which was the the girl mumu that we had but she takes care of all her kids with you know a dad that's not so present in life versus a dad that has multiple kids with multiple women but you know he's in their life like he's in their life and just to get the perception on that because i didn't want i ain't want another you know i ain't want to put another dad excuse me i ain't want to put another deadbeat dad on top of this girl that's going through a situation with a deadbeat dad so i just wanted to you know have perspective and yeah just have perspective and he had he had a lot of things to say you know i couldn't admit it on camera because you know i got to stick up for my women but it's a lot of things that he did say you know that did kind of make sense you know where he said that you know when we when we have our kids we only have them a certain amount of times, you know, a day because they at school, we at work, you know, and they get off work. We get off work, my bag, and they get out of school. You know, it's, it's time for dinner, it's time for homework, it's not that much time. Versus with the daddy on the weekend, yeah, they gotta spend that time and it's probably all fun and games. So I understood that part, but our intent was to get just two perceptions and a little drama. You know, we knew that it was going to be a little drama, a little, you know, mugs going out of their character because, you know, we're real big on communication nowadays and that's what we need to do. So, yeah. You got anything to add, sis? Yeah. yeah. Here she comes. Sorry. Say hi. Hello. Hey there. <laughs> Sorry. No, you all good. That was smart. I know. So this this is our life, y'all. Like for real. Um, with that episode, you know, I <laughs> I actually sat back and watched it, and uh, a lot of stuff that you know went on in the video, the recording. I didn't I didn't really agree with, especially from a woman's standpoint, like it was just a lot of anger from the, the guests, the woman guests that we had towards these men that she don't know from a can of paint. You know, I just felt like she was taking it out on them, you know, instead of actually communicating that with that individual. And vice you know? versa though. And vice versa. Vice versa, right. yeah. Vice versa. Right. Because it was just like, okay, how do you, me being a mother, I can't imagine my daughter being gone every weekend. Mm. I can't, cause I'm I'm doing all this hard work. I want to have some fun now, but if you always gone and and this parent is showing you all the fun, taking you here, taking you there, and they're not really actually doing anything during the week, like picking taking you to school, picking you up from school, taking you to your extracurricular things, Help working you on with your homework. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all fulfilling and all. But that's still work for us as women, you know? And a lot of women may or may not have that patience to help their kid. I know every time I help my daughter with homework, she dreaded because I'm I'm end up yelling because <laughs> she know that shit, but that's a different subject. But um it some points did, like you said, Ellie, like dropping the kids off 
and they gone all day and then now all you have to do is like bathe them, feed them, you know. Some parents help with homework, they can't need help. And then that's the end of the day and then you're doing it all over. But you at work eight hours and being in the field that I, I'm in, a lot of these parents don't work, you know, when I was, you know, working, but still taking in the daycare, literally from the time they open to the time they close. Like some women do abuse this shit. Yeah. But I know me, I'm, I was picking my kid up and it was just me and my kid in Carbondale. I was picking her up and taking her to classes with me. You know, that's the difference between me and them, you know? And I just felt like the size was just so biased. It was like, like they was reading off a script and just going off the emotion, you know? The guys. Just on both sides. On both sides. On both sides, you know? And I, I did feel myself kind of getting upset a lot of stuff that I said did have to be um edited because I was just upset and it wasn't at them you know it was something that I never addressed mm -hmm. and I never you know figured out on my own not even on my own but just um came to the realization like this this is what I'm doing right now this is what's happening in my life right now ain't nobody to blame you know nobody's to blame because everybody got a life to live I'm not saying that your life, you're going to have the perfect, you're going to meet that one. Y'all going to have kids together. Y'all going to stay together forever. Nah, this shit real right here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we did get like kind of a, a negative effect with um that show, mm -hmm. with that episode. Because um, so one of the guys, he came on and he, he the whole time we was prepping, he was just like, I got some shit to say. I got some shit to say. And he's and he said it. And if you watch the show, you know exactly who the fuck it is. Mm -hmm. And it it got to a couple of his kids' moms, and it was not a positive impact on that. Um and they thought it was us. Being yeah, messy. no. Yeah. We posing the the, the questions, but we ain't nowhere in hell. We yeah. feeding. Well, we got a script for these motherfuckers. Yeah, so it was it was a little um, negativity towards our part, you know. The guy he um, he was just like, "Can you take? You know, I, I can't ask y'all to take it down because I know y'all would." And I said, "Yeah, we're not gonna take it down." And because of that episode, we start doing contracts now to let people know. You know, if if you say it, that clearly means you mean it, meaning that it's sticking. You know, and if it's put out, then you know, okay, cool. But yep. yeah, that was our purpose of it, pretty much to get two different sides of a guy with multiple kids that take care of his kids, mm -hmm. and then a girl with multiple kids whose dad is barely or dads. I'm I'm not quite sure how many child. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. That should have been a question we asked but who's not active in their lives. So that was our purpose. Yeah. Our purpose was just trying to, because I'm, I was the eyeball, honestly. I was the eyeball. So I couldn't, you know, for a few years, yes. You know, I've, I've had that experience of, you know, co-parenting, but now I can't, I can't even piggyback over it. All I can do is speak about the, you know, the past or whatever. Mm -hmm. But just to be in the or middle. Mediate. Or to mediate. Yeah. Like, I've, I've always been a mediator. But um, just to sit amongst, it did kind of bring a lot of like, I felt that they were being selfish. You know what I'm saying? I really did. I ain't even gonna lie. 
because at the end of the day, I didn't hear a lot of how the kids felt. I heard a lot of what the adults felt. Facts. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear a lot about the effects how on the, kids. the effects on the kids. Facts. I just heard about how the adults feel because oh, that's my time. Oh, I got to spend the whole weekend. I have literally have to deal with things from morning to you know evening, and the women can just drop them off. And okay, so how the kids feel? Did you ever sit down and ask them how do they feel? Because they humans, they can communicate. Yeah. And if they can't, they actions gonna speak. Mm-hmm. But being a parent, you have to literally understand your kids' actions before you can understand their fucking words. Joe. That, ooh, all kids good. are not verbal. That's good. You that's have to good. see where 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 your kid at, like how they react to this person, how they react going every weekend. Are they crying because maybe they didn't get to spend this much time with you or they didn't even, you know, do all of that? Like, I'm a conscience um, liver. I've never, liver. <laughs> I'm, I don't know. a conscious thinker. I'm a conscious thinker, you know? I always just think, like, okay, I'm, I've started being that person, mm-hmm. you know, just a few years back. I've not always been someone that thinks, you know, based off of, okay, Maybe they feel this way, or maybe they feel this way. I've I've not always been like that, but more mm-hmm. recently, I've been one of those people that's just been conscious about other people's feelings, mm-hmm. or conscious about okay, maybe they're not going, they going through something, or maybe they're not experiencing certain things the way I experience. Because if somebody got three, four baby mamas, all the baby mamas ain't getting the same treatment. No, no that, mm-hmm. and vice versa. I can testify with that. So it is Everybody what it is. Not the same treatment. But yeah, I'm that's... probably talking too much. Come on, bring on these questions now. I got a lot. Of, I got a lot. Of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot. Of... <laughs> yeah, a lot. Of... <laughs> oh, y'all, y'all dropping some gems, real mm-hmm. man. Uh, as far as the the kids, like uh, understanding understanding your kids' actions, yeah. like really paying attention, like being present. Man, that's, uh, that's at really the end important. of the day. At the end of the day, when you lay down whether you married or you're not, and you had these kids, you have to understand that whether they are five or 30, they are your responsibility. Probably not monetarily most of the time, but mentally, they're, they're your responsibility. They are. Yes. They, they, re- they really are. What's that saying? When they, they on your lap, when they, when, when they young. But when they get older, they get your brain. Oh man, I messed my mom, man. She <laughs> definitely taught us that. She said that, that all the time. time. And it it doesn't yeah. resonate. Yeah. That facts us. Until you get kids. Mm-hmm. I ain't know your kids ain't gotta be older, but it's like, yeah, they on my lap. Like, I'm gonna be truthfully honest. My baby be wanting to cuddle, and all of a sudden she falls asleep sleep in my arms. And I'm like, oh, she's not, she's too old for this. And then when she gets older and I'm trying to cut her and do all of this, she like, I don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm reminiscing, I'm missing something that could have been done up until yeah. she didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and some people, some families, some parents cut it off. Like it's a cutoff point. Ain't no mm-hmm. cutoff with love and support. No. There's no cutoff. Mm-hmm. Because when that, that child grows into an adult, they gonna need just as much facts that's that's very true love and you guidance know, for sure. guidance yeah. definitely and support most of all because my baby might grow up and be like mommy 
I just want to, I just want to own my own lawn service. I'm like, fam, you don't got this whole degree, you know, but being a parent, you have to support and, and, and kind of, you know, go with the flow with your kid. Yeah. Because if it don't work out for them and they feeling, you know, down and they feel like a failure, who's going to be there to pick them up? Yeah. The parent. Yeah. So that's the, I hate the saying, not even with a passion. I strongly hate it. Oh, I got to spend 18 years. We got 18 years. No, that 18 year cutoff is non-existent. Yeah. You're not a parent just for 18 years, motherfucker. You're like, a parent for Stupid. Yeah, like, 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 oh, Literally. Yeah. yeah. Literally. Yeah. So I did ask a question uh, that y'all already answered already. Uh, the question was, what does fatherhood mean to you? And uh, it was real short and sweet. I'm going to read it. Y'all said uh, it's very important in both a woman and man's life. Mm-hmm. Can y'all elaborate a little bit more on that? So it's very important in both women and men's life. Okay, so I'm going to speak in a woman, and then I'll, I'll speak what I think in a guy, because I'm not raising a guy and I'm not a guy. But um, I think in a woman's life, we having, having, a, having a father... You feel me? That's just there and just as active and, you know, treating you like a princess, like that prince, that princess and prince thing, that, that shit is real. Like, you know, you the princess, you know, I'm your king and this is what you need, which is what you need to look for in a prince. That shit is real. That's going to eventually be a king. Yeah, that's going to eventually mm-hmm. be a king, you know. No fairy tale shit though. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, so <laughs> I think that men, men in a woman's life show us how we should be treated. And men in another man's life show how they should treat a woman in life and life in general. You feel mm-hmm. me? Like how they should go about life in general. Um one second, I'm sorry. What you say? <laughs> but um, yeah. So I that's what that's what that's one thing for me. Like I feel like a man will teach you. Your father will teach you how you should be treated, which is what Q kind of you know said. She was just like you know I wish that my dad and you know my brother, although that's not our dad, but you know just still you know put us on game. You know like when they when they met the guys that we said that we were interested in. You know, well, you need to watch out for this, or you know, guys are like this. Or when I was younger, I was like this. This is what I used to do. So this is what you need to watch out for. They kind of went with the flow of things, yeah. and I think that it was going based off of just walking on eggshells because they didn't want to, you know, step on no toes. But as women, we want we want that. We want the men that's active in our lives to, to step on some toes. Yeah. It shouldn't always have to have been in my situation, my mama and my little sister making sure that my mental health was 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 on point. Yeah. Because I was, down a man. Yeah, I was struggling. I was struggling. Being a single mom, I'm just like, you know, yeah. Like it was just so many circumstances. I'm gonna say that for another episode or whatever probably one of part, I, two. <laughs> part two 
but it's just like you know it shouldn't always have it takes a village to raise a child it sounds so cliche but that shit is real it's absolutely true yeah it's absolutely true and it's just like i feel like my mom was doing everything everything and my brother is like five years older than me i don't even know how old this nigga is right now he just getting older but that older brother because i have two older brothers one is in my life consistently the other is when they want to and i have two sisters i have an older sister that's older than all of us ain't shit and i'm gonna be totally straight up with that i hope she watched this shit I don't give a fuck. This my this my shit right now. I, it's all gonna come together, okay? All of this shit come together. This all goes into raising a village. You know what I'm saying? It takes a village. So going back to you know having that father figure, I kind of forgot where you get with it because <laughs> I don't want my own little thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But. Just having that that fatherly figure to just kind of help you process stuff that your mama couldn't. Yeah, it it, it helps a lot because as as women and we growing up, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just you I'm gonna put myself in my mom's shoes. Like, say if I dealt with guy issues, and my daughter is growing up and you know she's getting into guys. I ain't ready for that shit yet, but just still. Mm-hmm. And she's getting, you know, she's getting into guys or whatever. I can tell her my point of view, but I feel like as a girl to a mom, it's gonna always be like, you don't understand. Yeah. But if it was a if it, if it's her dad telling her this, it's gonna be like, okay, I hear you, daddy. You know, mm-hmm. you're a guy. So, you know, I, I get it. This is how I should be treated. But if I'm if if I'm telling my daughter, like, this is how you should be treated, it's going to be, like, more okay, like... Are you being treated like that? Right, are you being treated like that? That's or being treated? This is what you accept, and this is what I'm seeing yeah. you accept, versus a guy. But with a son, I think dads... Moms do, too, but dads play a, a huge part on how a young man just treat life in general, treat their elders, treat women, you feel me, treat their kids. I feel like men have, a father has a lot to do with that, with with their son. Yes, women, if I had a son, yes, I'm going to treat him how to make sure the seat put down, make sure you take the garbage Mm -hmm. out and make sure you hold the door open for women or make sure- Not only that, he going to know how to clean, he going to know how to cook, he going to know how to do everything he he's societally expected to for a woman to do right he should be able to do that shit on his own yeah no dependent facts but is oh, but is that something that a man should teach another man or a woman? It, it's go hands in hand hand in hand oh my god that's it's true. going hand in hand especially because, these because, days yeah because yeah. if that's what i want out of my son that's what i'm gonna want in a man facts. you know what i'm saying yeah because if i'm doing that thing for him and i'm telling my son well you gotta make sure you do everything that just make it make sense. Right. Because if I'm doing everything for this man, he is visual. Yeah. Kids are very visual. They're going to see you doing this. They're going to see you doing that. And that's what they're going to receive. Yeah. Because shit, my attention span is short as hell when people talking. 
But if I see somebody doing, I'm gonna be more focused. I'm a more visual yeah. type of learner, you know. And a lot of people are nowadays, you know. But um, I just feel like if that child, regardless if it's their biological father or it's just a, a legit father figure in their lives, shout out to my cousin slash sister and her husband for making sure that my kids have they my look my kids. These are my kids. Mm -hmm. Making sure that our kids have that solid foundation. Mm -hmm. Like we don't have to worry about like who who gonna you know. Mm -hmm. My kids don't see a a two parent home or they don't see a a couple relationship. But when they go outside and we sit them with our cousin, they see both parts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They get the auntie Stacy and they get the uncle D and they do everything together. It's not just we sending them with another woman. And they only get a woman's perspective. Right. No, they know yeah. they they covered by both. They yeah. know they got support from both. Yeah. You know, so that goes back on to a village, you know. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm I'm all over the place. This, no, this they know really, we I got we got a lot really, to say. I do. Yeah. Oh, y'all good, man. This is, yeah. this is really like yeah. making my brain percolate. Yeah. No, I, I hear that though. I, I definitely hear that. I definitely hear that, you know, just having a male figure in a life. Yeah, yeah. they don't have to be biological. They but, don't. But yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what I was pretty much saying with like fatherhood or whatever. Like, treat you how to be a princess because I feel like as a woman, you should be a princess, and then you should want to be a you. You know, you should of course grow up. You want to be a queen. A male, I feel like they should be they should be raised as, you know, their father should raise them as you are ready to king, meaning that you you are the ruler, you are the provider, you are this. Make sure you open it, you know, open doors for women. You know, that's why I had stopped that. Mm -hmm. When you in a car with a woman, you don't let them get out and pump no gas. Period. You feel me? And I open feel like though. Open a door, not well, not all the time. I don't like. I don't, when I'm getting out the car, I don't, don't rush not, me. Not, <laughs> not, not, not all the time. time. You know, maybe y'all may think that you know, okay, well, I gotta open the door for my woman. You know, clear like that, but not all the time. You know, when it's something special, then cool. You know, but as far as like pumping gas, you know, taking out the trash, and you know, making sure you're clean, and then just as far as just communication. I feel like that that uh, with a guy that all comes from his father. Now we can teach him, you know, how to cook. You know, make sure you know how to cook. So when you live on your own, or you know, when your woman ain't taking care of you, right? Yeah, we can do that, and then we can treat them how to be romantic to a woman. Because like I've seen with my mom and my brother, and and a lot of women with their sons, they taught them how to be, you know, Mother's Day, I'm gonna get you flowers. Yeah. Valentine's Day, yeah. I'm gonna I'm a call you, I'm gonna wish you a yeah. Valentine, happy Valentine's Day, I'm gonna get my mama some flowers. Mm -hmm. But it takes a dad to just be able to take care of their whole household. And yeah, I'm, yeah. Because low, yeah. low key, the responsibilities should be equal because naturally women are caretakers not all women but some women are actually natural caretakers you know and as for men they have a, a huge responsibility as well yeah and even they bigger honestly. definitely yeah like even, even bigger even bigger men has 
man, even if you see, like, if a woman see a man out and they got their kid and they see a woman right next to that man with a kid, they gonna make sure they acknowledge that man. Oh, he got his, his child. Oh, he's, he's, oh, he's buying her this. Oh, he's picking her up. Oh, he's, but that mama right next to him struggling like a motherfucker <laughs> with this one kid or how many kids she got, but there's no acknowledgement on that she's she doing her shit. Mm-hmm. Example, I was in Dollar Tree uh, yesterday and his mom, I think she had like two girls. And I didn't think twice about saying, she's doing her thing, you know? She's making sure her kids know to put this on the belt, to do this and then the other. But had it been, the girls had been switched and it was a male, it was like, it would have been like, wow. He's teaching this young girl how to shop. He's teaching her how to do this when single mama's got to do that shit and sons. So just watching a father that's probably going to take that kid, no, 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 no uh, shade against no father. A father that's doing this because they only got this one day or they only got this weekend to actually show that child before they take them back to their mom is very uh, a very critical moment for mm. that child. It's critical. But for a mom, it's just like, oh, I got to take these little motherfuckers to the store with me again. Let's see how they going to act. But when a dad takes them, it's like it's going to be a, a, a very an experience instead of a, you know, don't touch this, don't touch that. I ain't never seen, my daddy ain't never told me don't touch this, don't touch that. Shit. And I don't know, shit, he probably was picking up a whole lot of little itty bitties in the store that was looking at oh, him. Cause he next had, question. He always had us. <laughs> next question. <laughs> All right, so if, we, if y'all can go back to the 16, 17 year old you, what advice would you give them? Go first. Y'all thinking about it? <laughs> I can go back to my 16 year old, 17 year old self, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't go to college. Yeah. Waste of time, waste of money. Not, I ain't gonna say it's a waste of time, waste of money, of course. But I learned how to be diverse in my thinking, how to communicate, how to be around other people in different walks of life. That, that's one thing I learned from going to school. Did I learn everything I wanted to learn in my field? Nah, probably not. Probably not, because I don't want to be, when I graduate, I should be entry level. I should be at the top of the food chain. Because I probably worked just as hard to get this degree than what I'm going to do in this job. So I would just tell my young self, 16, 17 year old, follow your dream. What do you want to do? What is your aspirations outside of going to school and working for somebody else? Get your own shit. You greedy bitch. I'm just playing. <laughs> well, but just getting your own shit though, for real. Mine is waiting for sex. Hmm. That's for sure. Well, why do you say that? Right. I why I say that? Yeah. I just feel like, huh? No, go ahead. No. <laughs> Looking over his glasses. Quiet man. Nah, up. for real. At, at 16 and 17, we around our friends. Well, me personally, I'm around, I was around my friends. 
I was the only virgin out the group. So, you so huh? So you thought? No, I was only a virgin out the group. So you thought? But go ahead. no, baby, I was the only virgin out the group. I, did. I promise you. But um, we're not gonna go there. Like, <laughs> like I said, I was the only virgin out the group. Okay, so I thought we're gonna keep it at that. Anyway, so from my knowledge, I was the only virgin out the group at around that time, and it was just such a rush to just, I'm, I'm hearing about their experiences and stuff like that. And I'm just like, oh, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be all good and games. But once once you start, especially when you lose your virginity to someone, soul ties are very real. And I've been believing in that since probably the beginning of college. And I've been just researching that. Soul ties are very real. And it's just like, you have to watch who you give that sexual energy to because it's it's real um and that's really all i gotta say like i just wish i would have just waited until i understood you know rather than just sleeping with the you know not saying the first horny guy but just sleeping with just a horn another horny teenager you know with no intentions or whatever like that to you know marry me or no intentions to you know treat me how I need to be treated. You know, mm -hmm. my virginity was taken and it was, I feel like I was treated as an option next. And it's just like, in a young woman's life, I don't know how it is in y'all life, but in a young woman's life, like that is very, I don't know, it's like, it's, it's a rite of, kind of a rite of passage. And it's just like, it's very emotional when somebody take your virginity, you know, it's more than just popping a cherry and, you know, like that, you know, so. I just wish I would have waited until I really understood, you know, the, the, how can I say this? The long-term impact. The long, there you go, sis. The long-term impact of being sexually active. You Anybody know? tell us we're going to want it again. Yeah, facts. And again. And again, if that person couldn't, and, and I ain't going to lie, and if that person couldn't give it to us, you know, we 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 have to have that craving, so we're gonna find it, and that's where that whole stage comes about. Promiscuity. We're not saying the whole whole what? stage. Promiscuity. Whole stage. Whole stage. Whole stage. Promiscuity. <laughs> whole stage. Hold on. So, so <laughs> women women crave sex like that. Yes. Probably a little bit more than men. Probably yes. Really. But we're we're more we're more we crave it because it's just like we want that feeling again. Y'all just want well, some guys probably just want that. You know, I just want to uh 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 oh oh oh, oh and get it over with. Get it over with. Like that's all y'all want. We want that. We want that. Like that that feeling like you love me type of thing. And that me personally, me personally. Not necessarily saying love. I wanted that feeling like, okay, you love me. I wanted you to look me in my eyes. I wanted you, you know, to cuddle with me afterwards. I wanted that. I've never been in that stage in my life where, you know, I did. And it's just like, okay, nigga, bye. I never have. Me personally, I've always been that, you know, where I've just, I, I needed a connection. You feel me? Yeah. But that that's just me personally. She got something different, I guess. Go ahead. <laughs> you said no, you never been that type of just just love not. 
I ain't gonna say the, you know, the, the L word, the love word, but it's just sometimes when a woman feels like, oh, I've gotten too fat. Oh, I've, I don't look how I look. Oh, look at my face. Oh, I got blemishes. Oh, it's so many different, you know, negative qualities that we, we think about ourselves. And then when we meet somebody and they be like, oh, you sexy. Or, yeah. Oh, you thick. You this and that. That's you are. It's a turn on. It make you feel empowered. Empowered. Make Sex. you feel sexy. And you want to keep. You want to keep wanna, that feeling. That's facts. To keep that feeling. That's facts. And yeah. It's not always about love. Look, motherfuckers be like, women look at the emotional part. That is an emotional part, though. I mean, like, oh, I love this person. Oh, I, I just want a relationship with this person. It's not always based off of you know wanting something more because. At the end of the day, we are all sexual beings. Mm-hmm. Like that's the reason why men have penises, women have uh, vaginas because they it's a puzzle piece. They fit together or whatever. So I don't think there's anything wrong with being in tune with your sexuality and being in tune with you know receiving or even giving. I don't I don't think it should even be like that because there's always a bias. Oh, women had this many niggas and. You know, men had this many niggas. Yeah, how many you had? Da, 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 da. But with women, oh, how many people you slept with? Oh, you're her. All this. But at the end of the day, it's just like, was that woman doing it to be, to be known, or was it to be to make herself feel wanted, or mm. to make herself feel beautiful, or empowered? Empowered. Yeah. Like, it's it's it go, man. But to answer your so question, many, yes, we, yeah. When I feel like women do crave that more than men, and it's just because we're more emotional beings. So we want that reaffection, that reassurance, you know, just for a woman, I don't care if you didn't got a BBL or you skinny or you, you know, you big or whatever, just for a man to admire your body in that moment, Mm -hmm. it makes us feel empowered. It makes all of our flaws just disappear disappear. yeah Yeah. so yeah to answer your question yes i feel like women do crave it more than men and it's just for that reason yeah Mm. so (laughs) do you feel like um you know how people say like if they have an addict in their family or whatever they chasing that first high that first hit that they got or whatever they do you know what i mean like if somebody take heroin and it's the first time that they take it. Mm-hmm. Every other time they compare it to that first time, right? Yes. Me personally, so, yes. Hell no. Nah. <laughs> Me personally, yes. That's that's that is what it is. That's what the whole phase is all nah, about. No. Nah. Yeah. yeah, sexually, is that what it's y'all good. saying? Are you trying to are you comparing every other time to that first time or the feeling that you got from that first time? Yes, it Hell is. Nah. No, it's, it's like you, you're just chasing. You don't know it consciously, but it's like you're just chasing after that, chasing after that same feeling that that first time gave you, or that first couple times with this. Well, that's me personally. One second, you guys. You got some more. Go get it out your cup. Go ahead. Your big girl. I just gave you a whole box of good angle on that fast. Probably is. It's not. Probably there being some good moms. Oh, it is. 
but what was the question again so do you feel like you know how like a, a drug addict when they uh when they first no first house. i already no okay. i i disagree and why do you disagree i disagree because it's not that you chasing that first um i'm i'm gonna use i'm gonna use this example because it's it's funny okay you're right. you know how you break the seal when you drinking mm-hmm. and you just gotta keep peeing basically you break the, the seal on virginity and it's like you just have to keep and I don't think it's that you chasing that that first high because it will never be the same. It will never be like the first time because it was literally your first time, your first experience. So the second time will not be your first time. It'll be the second time, third time, third time, and so on and so forth. Not keeping numbers, but it will never be that point in time. And that's with anything in life. Okay, so, so let, let me ask you this. So do you compare so like it doesn't necessarily have to be like comparing it to the first time but people who you've been with do you compare them and like the experiences that you have with them to other people um yeah the experience yeah because of um that's tricky come on (laughs) no for real it's tricky because you could be like damn that's the best i ever had you know and then when somebody comes a little bit better, it's not that you comparing. You like, you are comparing because you like, okay, you are. This was the best I ever had, but damn, this motherfucker did that and some. Because how? Because how was it that you are? You do compare. You do compare because, the, but that's the same thing, though. Know? You're chasing after that that same that that one little high. You are. You have to admit that you just said it. Hey. <laughs> You just said I only smoke weed. I ain't chasing nothing more than this, so it's not the same. I'm just say I'm just be totally honest. I don't want nothing different because I'm getting the same feeling, and that probably be like how it is with marriage. Yeah, yeah probably so. But I ain't gonna lie, like that same half differently. But I'm not gonna lie, like I I have that's it. What you get the same high, but it's different each time. You still having sex, but it's gonna be different each time you have sex. Well, why do you compare then? Yeah, but you still comparing it in that instance. Right. So why would you compare? Right. Because you'd be like, damn, I just had some uh bubble, what is it called? OG Kush. Now I got some some strawberry kush. Yeah, you compare. (laughs) (laughs) There's levels to the high. Yeah. Or I have some tequila. Tequila baby feel this way. But when yeah. I drank cognac, cognac made me cry. Cognac made me be in my feelings. But tequila made me feel empowered. It made me feel relaxed. It made me feel a certain type of way. So yeah, in, a, in that yeah. sense, so you, you are, are comparing. Yeah. I just gotta, I gotta compare with a whole different type of scenarios. <laughs> yeah, so there is a comparison. It's a comparison. For sure. I have to take it to something I can understand. <laughs> you say you have to take it to something you understood. Because <laughs> I'm I'm a different, I'm a different type of um 
<laughs> McDonald's cheeseburger make me feel this way. Yeah. When I go to Burger King, yeah, but yeah, Wendy's fries don't be like McDonald's fries, and you can't buy Wendy's fries and then go to McDonald's and get the McDonald's burger because it won't taste the same. That shit won't taste the same. Mm. You got your options, but yeah, but that's a, that's a different. Hey, you know what? Y'all should talk about that on uh on y'all next episode. Right. We definitely we should. should. That'd be dope. It would. That'd be definitely mm. dope. On my notebook. Write, write it down. <laughs> Always. Look, my Always. notebook right here. Just, Dr. Young, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you want to call this one another Hall of Famer, man. I think we should hang it up in the rafters, man. What you think? Yeah, I yeah, think I think you cover a lot. And I have put it in the rafters. So the last question that we uh normally ask uh everyone that we talk to is uh we got a lot of dads that's listening to to this. Um if you have to give advice to any dad that's listening right now, uh what would that be? Oh, well, if you have to give advice to any dad that's listening right now, what would it be? So any dad, meaning single dad, single dad, married dad, 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 old ass dad, any dad, young ass dad, granddad. Um, I, I just feel like in all, in all relationships, communication is like at the top of the list communication and understanding and taking yourself out of certain situations and and just putting yourself in that person's position for example if you having a uh, conversation or discussion with the individual and you just like nah i i can't i i disagree but if you actually just stop and stop saying you disagree because you don't know what the fuck they're going through and actually putting yourself in that position, you know, it'll, it'll kind of help you understand or even talking to, to other people, you know what I'm saying? So just, just communicating. I'ma just, it's so much shit that goes under the umbrella of communication. I'm just gonna label it as communicating. Because if you can't communicate, how the fuck you gonna know what's needed or what you know what others' expectations are and what your expectations are, and if you can't um, elaborate that or even put that shit out there, shit, it's not a relationship. So I'm ending this with communication. Okay. <laughs> so my thing is advice that I would give to dads is knowing that your kids are gonna be like you one day some type of characteristic mm-hmm. like you one day so you drink a lot around them they're gonna be like you probably more than likely if you got multiple kids a few i'm gonna be like you right. you treat the mama bad they're gonna be real disrespectful mm-hmm. like you you don't know how to keep a job they're gonna be like like you you feel me? You a you a killer or you somebody that's fighting all the time? One of your kids is gonna be like you. So my advice is to just that moment when you when you first realize that you a dad or you know 
realize for real, realize that you a dad. Realize how important you are in your kid's life and in their mother's life. Understand that you play a major part. No, you did not birth them, but you play a major part. Like your 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 semen created them, meaning that you 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 know that's so it's a you. It takes two people. It takes two, and not just one woman. So the baby not gonna always just be like me. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Or take characteristics from me, and that's what I feel like some men need to realize. When you know, when they do finally get that mentality of, you know, I'm a dad. Like I, I have kids. I have people that are looking up to me. And that's the only advice. Just just realize that kids are looking up to you. So if you disrespecting their mom, more than likely they're they not, they're gonna disrespect their mom and they're gonna disrespect every woman that comes into their life. If you don't know how to keep a job, more than likely you showing your kid that jobs, you know, pr- providing doesn't matter, or you know, I'm a, I'm not gonna say keep a job. I'm gonna say if you're a bum, meaning that you don't want to do shit with your life, everything is an excuse, you know, the the word is so against black men and blah blah blah, shit like that. More than likely, one of your kids, if you have multiple kids, one of your kids is going to end up like that. Because mm-hmm. like I said, kids are visual. They visual are visuals. Some kids are solely based off of visual and some other children mm-hmm. are based off of, you know, yeah, their own thoughts. But it's always going to be, what mama used to say? <laughs> what, girl? She used to be like, the apple don't fall too far from the tree. No, it don't. Because it's always going to be that one child or however many that's going to be, that's going to have traits of one parent or the other. Yeah. And so, just to, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Just to piggyback off of um, what you were saying as far as um, just stuff being passed down to the kid. Um, now I can share my story and a, a few of my stories, we, I'm putting all of it together. But I just had this experience tonight, I went to Aldi to get a bottle of wine, right? And um, I'm in line, I'm being patient. You know, you go to Aldi, they got one effing line open and it just pisses me off. But for some reason, I was like super patient. And when I'm, I'm walking to a store, I'm always, I'm like super aware. And for some reason, I'm aware to, um, old people and children like anybody outside of that I can I literally don't even pay attention to them or I don't hear them at all so as I'm walking in um they were like you know the register for is open the next customer can go over and it was an elderly man he had a walker and he had his food placed on his walker in a box so he's just standing there he's just trying to figure out like I don't know if he could hear I don't know if he comprehend it I don't know if he couldn't understand the language or whatever and I was just like super patient you know I'm like I think they want you know somebody to come to four and then when they moved did their hands like this we moved forward so man you only got one bottle of wine and I'm just like all these people got these full ass cars they didn't notice that I only had one bottle of wine but I'm that everybody not like that everybody don't see that bigger picture outside of what they got going on so I'm in line and I just kept hearing like I'm just in my own brand but I just kept hearing his car getting to that you know 
So the third or fourth time it was denied, he walked away. And the cashier called somebody to the front. Woo-woo. By the time she called somebody to the front, I said, how much is this order? She was like, it was nine something, nine fifteen, nine sixty five, one in between that. And I said, okay, say less. I put my bottle of wine down and I walked up and I swiped and I paid for his shit. And when I looked up, everybody just like, like acknowledging the fact that I did that. And I didn't even need that. I didn't need an acknowledgement. I did that because I know how it feels yeah. to be in that predicament or for your car to fucking decline in front of everybody. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm like, he's elderly. What if this is his only meal for tonight? What if this is the only meal to tomorrow or until Friday until he get his, his benefits? You know, so even though it might be a short period of time, my man literally contemplates all of this shit, Joe. So after I did that, it was a, a, a man in front of me. Now I'm already cussing him out of my head because he keep looking back at me and I only got a bottle of wine. And he got a whole cart full, but once I did what I did, he acknowledged me. He was like, you stay blessed. God gonna bless you. God, you, you, you literally sending all of your, your treasures up to heaven. You know, and I'm thinking my man like this man didn't even let me go in front of him. But I think I brought something out of, you know, a few of the customers that did witness that. Mm. Sometimes your one act of kindness or your one gesture can trigger your surroundings. So with that being said, piggybacking off of we're talking about fathers, being a father, you can do one good thing. And that's going to impact your child's life for the rest of their life. Mm. For the rest of their life. Because they seeing you do this. Because I know me raising my kid, if she sees somebody elderly, she'll be like, mommy, um, I'm going to help them. Or just, she don't even think, or she don't even speak about it. She just does it. Because she say, mommy do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So fathers are important. Because you can instill traits in kids that you do every day in your life. Them two days you got, you don't even know y'all just it. going into a store and you you just hold the door open. Facts, paying for somebody that does not have it, you just you you already passing on good traits to your mm-hmm. kids, woman or man. Mm, yeah. Smoke sisters and out. But yeah. Yeah, but we appreciate y'all for having us for sure. Yeah. We appreciate yeah. y'all for having patience because we was like 30 minutes late. <laughs> nah, that's, all good. that's what I went through. This yeah, all I that story. If, I had, if I wouldn't have stayed and listened to that man or experienced what I experienced, I wouldn't have even had that revelation or that, that story to tell anybody. Yeah, I guarantee somebody will get a lot of value from that. Just yeah, to that. Yeah. So, the whole land looked at me. Bless your heart. Even the cashier, she was like, "Bless your heart," and she just looked at it. She, he went on to the next. Like, you right, know, on oh, to the man, next customer. Yeah, I'm just like, no. And she, yeah. as soon as I got up there, she was like, "Did he say thank you?" I said, "Ma'am, honestly, don't I don't matter. even know." Yeah. And guess what, y'all? When I got outside, he was parked one car away from me. He was barely probably spoke English, y'all. 
Mm. And I told the cashier, I'm like, I don't know if, you know, he had a hearing, you know, disability or a hearing impairment because he y'all kept saying the next person step off the floor and he hearing them, but he didn't move because mm. maybe he didn't comprehend what they were saying, you know? Mm-hmm. So, that, man, I just took myself out and then she was like, I'm like, maybe y'all didn't understand or maybe he didn't understand y'all is a reason why he didn't move fast enough or whatever. But as soon as I got outside, y'all, this man said, plain as day, thank you. He looked mm-hmm. me in my eye, I said, I smile, I heard the mask, I smile. I said, you more than welcome, God bless. And I walked to my car, Thanks. period. And I low-key cried a little bit. You <laughs> <laughs> know wrong with crying. I did. Before, that meant a lot. Like I didn't even think twice, and I just walked up there and did it. Cause I'm like, if I'm getting a little card, and this man swiping his card, and I got this link on my card, who am I? Exactly. Who am I? And the people after you probably was paying with uh, EBC too. Yeah. Girl. And nobody thought twice. Like they had enough mind um, to turn around and tell me they was like, you. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so what was so different with y'all than me? What it took me? That's a, that's why I know I'm a leader, and ain't nobody gonna tell me nothing different. Because guess what? Tomorrow they're gonna see somebody and they're gonna make sure they help them. You don't know what you putting you instilling in anybody you you surround yourself with. And this speaking as a, a parent, I'm gonna show my baby when I get angry and if I yell at you, I'm gonna apologize. I'm gonna let you know. I was wrong. Mommy was in her feelings. Mommy is going through something right now. That's the communication that a lot of motherfuckers need to understand. Communication, because these kids, they understand. But you have to communicate at a very young age. Yeah, very young age. Very young age. My niece ain't spent a day in school. She know how to count. She know her colors. She know how to do her shapes. She know how to do all of that because we communicate it. I'm done, y'all. I'm done, y'all. You're good. Well, no, thank y'all. That's for real. Yeah, thank y'all. No, oh, thank before, y'all. before we sign out, uh, let the people know where they can get in contact with you. So you guys can get in contact with us. Um, we are doing better with answering our emails. Um, if you want, you know, event hosting or DJing or you need the 360 video booth, um, or even want to just get on our show, um, you can hit us up at smokingsisters at gmail.com. That's S M O K I N S U S T A Z at gmail.com. She's looking at me because I always get it she wrong. Always mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> or you can find us on Instagram at S U S T A Z. S M O K. No, bitch. Oh, go ahead. S M O K I N S M U S T A Z. And you can find us on Instagram. See, I always get it wrong. Instagram and YouTube, Smoker Sisters. Yeah. Facebook is different. Facebook is T H A Smoker Sisters. S M O K I N S U S T A Z. Shout out to everybody that has followed us. Shout out to everybody that has inspired us. And shout out to everybody that has allowed us to to be in a presence yeah so we definitely got to get y'all on the show show yeah asap until next time y'all until next time love y'all love peace
If y'all got a, anything to donate or anything to give to the less fortunate, hit either one of our platforms because we we trying to make a difference. Kid, we ain't kid, trying to do it. Kid, adult kid clothes, clothes, uh, professional purses, clothes, professional clothes. clothes. Yep, coats mm-hmm. because it's getting cold. cold. Yeah, boots, any boots, you know, that y'all not wearing. Yep. Definitely for sure. You know, hit any one of us up because we ain't gonna do nothing but hit y'all up for kid. it. That's definite. And and shout out to y'all for even doing that. Yeah, that's for sure. That was shout dope. out to welcome to father. Like, I, I do have a father, but we'll talk about that. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah. like y'all making y'all making noise now. Yeah, yeah, shout out to that though. Yeah, appreciate y'all. Don't hang up, y'all. We're gonna do a little post game. Yeah, okay. But for myself, for Sir Royce Brialis, for Dr. Raheem Young, and for the Smoking Sisters, definitely thank y'all for taking the time out to listen, and stay tuned for further announcements.